Let's Talk PR and More. Public relations, media, publicity, integrated communications, marketing, digital, reputation management, and more. Let's Talk PR and More with award-winning PR strategist, Sherry Goldman. Hi, I'm Sherry Goldman, president of Goldman Communications Group, and welcome to Let's Talk PR and More. My guest today is Lynn Scott Jackson. Lynn is president and chief education officer of Millennial Marketing, Media, and Public Affairs, which has developed award-winning PR programs for companies, businesses, and institutions, including Colgate Palmolive, Bright Futures, Pepsi Colors, and South African Tourism. Many of the programs have targeted multicultural and niche audiences. Lynn is also a distinguished lecturer at the City College of New York, where she brings her experience in the agency world to her students, teaching a range of courses in the ad PR major and serving as faculty lead for the school's internships and industry partnerships, which includes its signature Building Bridges Career Fair and networking event. Lynn is the recipient of the Public Relations Society of America's New York Chapter's President's Award for Outstanding Leadership and Service. And I can tell you firsthand, Lynn is one of the most respected people at City College. She is the go-to person for students on all things internships, professional development, and she always provides them with great guidance, support, connects them with great opportunities, and she's helpful to her fellow colleagues too, because that includes me. I teach in that department, and Lynn has been so helpful and supportive of me, so I'm so happy she's here today. Welcome, Lynn. Sherry. Thank you so much for your invitation. I am so pleased to be with you and 88.7 FM radio at Hofstra University. We love you you for promoting it. So let's start. Tell us a little bit about your background and some of the work you do with your clients at Millennium. My background is actually as a journalism major in college. Always had a love for public relations, but back in the day, the uh, preferred training was journalism. So I'm a proud graduate of Howard University in Washington, D.C. Also, I'm proud to have an international relations master's degree from City College, but the the journalism training has really served me in good stead in that solid writing skills are just so important for the profession. So after college, I worked in Florida uh, as an uh, old school staff writer, print journalist, now what would be known as a writer, content developer. That was wonderful training. I covered everything from civics, uh, government meetings to lifestyle, general interest stories. So it gave me wonderful training. Then I moved to New York, worked at Hill and Knowlton Global Agency in the Marketing Communications Division. And that just gave me a wonderful uh, knowledge of how a global agency works. Then I spent 10 years as the PR director at Uniworld Group, a multicultural firm, had the opportunity to work directly with the CEO, Byron Lewis, a Queens resident and definitely a pioneer of the uh, multicultural advertising field and a a wonderful mentor and friend. Um, And then uh, 26 years ago, the time has just flown, (laughs) I started my own consultancy, Millennium, 
And um, as Sherry mentioned, that is uh, something where my expertise is in marketing to multicultural audiences. And it's wonderful to see how the profession has evolved so that hopefully more mass market audiences are appreciating the value of niche audiences. Okay, we still have a long way to go. Yes, but we I've do. Seen so much <laughs> progress and growth. It's um, it, it's wonderful to still be around to experience it. And um, Sherry, as you and I know, it's it's just wonderful to benefit from the enthusiasm of our students and that we can pass some of our knowledge on to them. And I do think they appreciate, absolutely, Lynn, I do think they appreciate when we talk about things like that, that more and more brands and companies are focusing on multicultural and niche audiences. I, I think mm-hmm. there's a an aha moment that they have. They go, wow, I like this and this makes sense and maybe I can even fit into this. Just out of curiosity, from your perspective, what are some of the biggest challenges or opportunities for companies looking to reach those multicultural audiences? Well, one of the primary uh, challenges, I think, and and the, the good news is that society, human beings, public relations professionals, marketing and advertising professionals have uh, all evolved, okay? So I think that there is more of an awareness for these markets. You have a lot of large firms that have, um, it could be uh, divisions or areas of specialty where they're focusing on the Latino market, the Caribbean audience, uh, indigenous communities, uh, Asian communities. And while that's wonderful, one of the one of the primary challenges I see is that um, a large organization they have that global reach. They usually have uh, millions and millions of dollars in uh, additional uh, fillings resources to put behind these um, wonderful projects. So you have some uh, multicultural firms that regrettably have gone out of business because they can't compete with uh, these larger firms that now have um, the multicultural units. But um, at the core, I feel like there is room for all of us. You do have a lot of the larger shops that um, are are doing a better job of partnering with consultants like myself. I think um, professionals today in, in 2023, they're a bit more open because they've had the benefit of, of working with colleagues of all cultures for 10, 20, 30 years now. So we're... Um, uh, go to people for each other. For example, if there's a a project where I know it would benefit from Sherry's expertise, I'll call Sherry. Sherry, are you available? Similarly, she will call me, okay? If it was uh, 1972, we may not know each other. Absolutely. That's how the world (laughs) was. So I think we're we're all a lot more open. And so I'm extremely uh, positive. To go back to your your, your question, Sherry, that the main challenge is the funding, okay? Um, And, and again, multicultural shops have have, um, 
I think, done a better job of, you know, this is the going rate in terms of um, making sure that the client issues are represented correctly. Um, everyone has to be paid. I come from the school um, back in the 80s or the 90s where, um, you know, we had to perform at a caliber with, let's say, you know, one quarter of the budget. Okay, producers, directors, cinematographers, writers, everyone still has to be paid. Okay, so I think businesses are um, gone to the days of them thinking they can get away with doing it on the cheap. Uh, Multicultural markets are not cheap. They are valuable. And they are very important. So you can't minimize them. I mean, you might have to make them a priority for sure. Right. And that and that gets into all of us young people. Um, more seasoned professionals having the, the confidence to say, this is not billed correctly, this is what this costs, and then fighting to ensure that in order to develop a campaign for, for this audience, this is what is required, if it's money for the research or for writers. So um, we're, we're, we're getting there, but it is still a challenge. Um, it doesn't have to be a hardcore fight anymore. There still are challenges, and you do have to be quite vocal about what's required. But um, I've seen progress, and um, I, I hope <laughs> I'm communicating progress. To you. Uh, well, you are, and I'm so glad to hear about progress. And I'm just going to switch gears a little because one of the things that you and I both do um, is, is teach the next generation of people who are coming into mm-hmm. our field, who hopefully take that progress and that boulder and move it up the hill even more. What brought you into the classroom or you bring your experience in the classroom to your students? So from your perspective, how has what they need to know changed or how can we help them? I think, and uh, Sherry, you and I are dealing with young people who have come out of the tremendous challenge of, a global pandemic. So we're looking at, okay, what are some of the lessons from that? And and also how can we help them? Um, Things have have changed, but then they haven't. So if I really step out of myself and and, um, (laughs) when I first, when I first got involved in teaching and, 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 and what can I bring to the classroom, one of the best things I did was I asked my son, who is now um, 38, when I started teaching about me, he was, he was in college at the time. So let's say he was about 20, 21. And so I asked him, you know, what, what do you enjoy about uh, your time in college, your favorite professors? And he, he gave me a bit of advice, which I always try to keep in mind. He was just, you know, mother. We want people that respect us, okay? Wow. So I, I, I really try to take that to heart each day. Um, I want uh, young people in my classes to um, be able to open up, uh, to know that it is a safe space in terms of um, everyone here uh, respects each other. I like to um, establish what I call a a learning network rather than just a class roster, okay? Um, We can talk about things like uh, confidentiality. If you don't want to share your your, your cell phone or your 
social channels, you don't have to. But if you would be so kind as to, you know, share, then I post it. I want them to start forming their own networks, learning that the profession is about collaboration. It's not just what you bring to the table. You know someone at City College who also is a great um, writer. They can help on a project. So that that respect, I feel, is um, reciprocated. If I respect the student, I want them to know that they are a primary stakeholder in their education. And so if they are not getting uh, satisfaction, then they need to be confident enough to let another professor know, an advisor, someone in administration, they're, they're paying. They are the customer. All of my <laughs> academic colleagues may not agree with that school of thought, but I'm I a must marketer, say, so. I, I'm a marketer too. I never thought of them as the customer. You, you make me look at things a little differently now. But, yeah. um, and, but you're and right. And also, it's that, it's that, it's that, it's that, it's also it has to be respected. Okay, customers don't always get what they want. <laughs> okay, no. uh, they may have to return products. So, <laughs> but again, I. I think all of that's rooted in respect, you know. One of the things you had mentioned before is that network, that shared collaboration. And, and, and one of the questions I was going to say later on is, how do you teach students networking? I find this is a generation of mm -hmm. students that are used to getting information pushed to them, okay? Whatever, yes. they know what's next. It's whatever Apple News sends them. It's whatever YouTube shows them the next video. They see things in text. And I've tried to teach them, you know, they're going to an event, how to network, how to meet people, how to make connections. Um, it's not just throwing a profile on LinkedIn. But I think it's so critical and maybe more critical in the PR field than perhaps some other fields where we're constantly going to be networking if we're working, whether it's with journalists or prospective clients or people in the industry. It is truly a network that's going to make you successful. Right. right. And, and I, I was giving that a lot of thought as, as you and I and, and our colleagues started this new semester. Right. And um, often, because people, young people, are they're very bright, so sometimes I, I think, well, of course you know how to network. No, they don't. That's why they're in college, and that's why they're, they're, they're young, to hopefully benefit from, from our wisdom. Um, at the core, I think it is, those of us who are more seasoned, helping people understand that Homework doesn't stop. Homework is not just let me um, get the research done for this paper I have to write for my professor. No. And they do homework that begrudgingly, is, by the way. <laughs> right. But um, finding an internship or a job or preparing for a paper, it's all homework. Professionals have homework as they're preparing for a new business pitch or a uh, Absolutely. Uh, something that's pertaining to a client. So if, if, if we can help young people understand that your goal is to get this job, we're always saying networking. Okay, you're, you're attending event an event uh, such as um, Where Are All the Black People, the event that the One Club is having in Lower Manhattan on October 27th. And I would encourage all... Uh, Hofstra University students to definitely um, take part in that. Um, number one, as Sherry mentioned, uh, 
it's a it's it's a multicultural world and let's understand that a diversity conference or a career fair is not just for multicultural folks okay everyone in today's world is multicultural okay so there's this event there is an event where um, this is one of many where students will have an opportunity to meet 30 50 recruiters have uh, their resumes uh, and um, portfolios reviewed. It's a wonderful event, and most importantly, there are workshops and panels throughout the day from um, leading uh, agencies throughout the U.S., and there are even a few people globally, global agencies represented. So in order to prepare for that conference or any conference, you have to do your homework on the agencies, who are the leaders, who might I like to, 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 to meet? And, and once you're just continually doing this homework, being a lifelong learner, other opportunities will pop up. There will be newsletters. Oh, I need to subscribe to this. And then the information that's um, pushed to you, it's more curated to your your liking, your 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 just um, it's just an evolution of your your net your network is going to be more powerful, uh, rather than just getting this information. It's just willy nilly. But and, it sounds um, to me like the student has to take the initiative. If they're just going to sit back and say, "I'm going to show up, and I'm going to throw my resume out to five people, and they're going to hire me," that's not going to happen. They need to not, really take that it's initiative. Not going to work. So, I mean, internships Definitely. are important. How can students compete to get that internship and then get the most out of that internship? One key bit of advice is, and, and I think sometimes young people miss this step, and some of my students um, helped me with this over the past uh, few weeks, okay, yes, as professors, we're, we're pushing people to, you know, you have to get that, that experience yep. <laughs> in, order to, in order to get that experience because, yes, some internships, they want someone that uh, has a little experience. Don't jump over uh, those experiences that can help you on campus refine your skills if it's working uh, as an intern at the radio station or for one of the athletic teams or helping one of your professors with content for the newsletter for a department. It can be in your community working with a faith-based organization. It could be um, helping out at your former middle school or high school. There are so many ways to uh, gain experience, and, and, and that information often is vital in terms of getting a, an internship, let's say, at an agency or a, um, a top-tier organization as an in-house um, intern. Because so, that's what the companies yes. are looking for. They're looking mm -hmm. for someone to have some kind of experience or some kind of interest and have demonstrated that before than saying, just here, show up, we're happy to hand this right. to you. Right. And, 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 and also one thing that's often overlooked, let's say uh, a young person has a day job at a um, leading brand like 
Starbucks okay. or uh, any any organization. Often, um, young people don't realize that. Well, uh, that organization also has a communications department. Have they ever offered to maybe do something for the internal newsletter? One former student um, was a uh, formerly a server at Shake Shack back in the days when they really um, had had, had just gotten started. He loved it due to the um, internal environment and how employees were valued and i was explaining to him well man if you love it um you know what about their communications or marketing or advertising division okay Um, i need to i need to follow up and see if he but he was really committed to like you know i could i could stay at this place forever okay so so often because the world has changed it's not and it's not as if Agencies are the only route. I've seen an evolution in students who, you know, if you like uh, uh, lifestyle or beauty or or fashion, follow that path. It's not just one way. Uh, and so once people are um, motivated, once they are proactive, have their uh, confidence together, okay, that's, that's what any – communicator is and that's what um talent managers um hr people really respond to that people are enthusiastic they're they're energetic they're always um willing to learn they're open yes they they once you are motivated and interested you're excited about them sharing your ideas okay because you have something to say okay (laughs) but 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 you can't just it as 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 you said, Sherry. You cannot wait for, oh well, um, Professor Sherry or Professor LSJ are going to just have these twenty opportunities for me. And and then I I actually uh, ask young people, well, how many internships have you applied for? So let's say they've applied for um, one one a, one a, <laughs> one a, one a week. Let, let 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 let's say they've applied for one a week. I let young people know that is not cutting it because two of my top students, uh, they actually applied for 160 and then 200 plus internships. These were top students. It's about being motivated. And I'm not saying people should just waste your time. That is not wasting time. They were applying for everything they had researched. If it's a lead, you apply. If you're applying for 10 internships and you're thinking you're going to get something, I'm the one that is uh, willing to tell the young person, you're not serious. So we have to be really honest with them and really motivate them to... Yeah. Right. And and it's not and then at the, at the at the close of the conversation or throughout the conversation I I do try to stress as as I go back to what my son said the respect. I tell people, I am not trying to scare you. I am trying to light a fire under you so you understand what you're competing against. And usually they they are quite receptive. And then we work on a timeline. What are you going to be doing by next Friday? What are you doing to prepare for the uh, Hofstra uh, career fair, you know, if there is one or one in the spring? And there is, um, yep. are, are they attending, you know, uh, building bridges or 
you know, what we have at City College or other events in the city. The great thing for Hofstra students, City College students, and anyone in the tri-state area, they're right here. There's something going on in any uh, hotel lobby in New York City. If you want it, get on the train and go hook up with some people. If you want to be a music promoter, uh, you need to be hanging out in the clubs. If people say they want to be um, in the fashion industry, then I tell my students, if you didn't work Fashion Week, which just concluded, you're not serious. You're not. Because someone in the fashion industry wants to know, oh, you go to school in New York City, so, um, you know, what show did you help out at? No, and it that's great experience. Gala, you know, it's just Absolutely. like figure it out. And it's a way <laughs> to put not... a face with a name so that when you do go back to right. them for an internship and you do go back to them for a job, they met you even for 10 minutes. You can connect with them on LinkedIn. Right. You've made that connection, which is fabulous. And also you can have you can have you can have a little fun. Oh, you have a lot of fun. Lynn, I hate to say it. <laughs> We're almost out of I mean, time. This conversation went so fast. So quickly, because I'm literally going to cut me off in a minute. What's the best advice you can give someone so they get the most out of their studies and just start out in the PR business? To really take themselves seriously. Okay. To seize any and all opportunities also um to to actually be their own counselor okay i i I push students to get out of their own head okay and promote themselves and that could be really punching up their uh resume or their linkedin profile to actually showcase their skills, okay? We usually, as PR people, are called upon to do it for others. I encourage people to promote themselves, okay? And and also to get comfortable uh, speaking up and also um, kind of going against the power structure, okay? Be confident in sharing your ideas because their ideas are tremendously valuable. Sometimes um, when you're young, oh, am I making a mistake? Or say it, okay? That that manager that has a little bit more experience, they'll pull you back, you know, if it's if it's something that's, that, that, that's a little too far-fetched. They will because that's their job, and the young person probably isn't the CEO yet, Not- okay? And then, and then to that end, if they want to be the CEO, take a, a chance, a risk, Freelance, you know, work for that 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 friend who's an artist or a designer, uh, because they need your your services too. So it's just um, be be open, be nimble, stay motivated, okay, and um, importantly, just never give up. That's great advice and a great place to end this show, Lynn. Thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate it. I love talking with you, and of course, I'll see you back in school. Definitely. And thank you to everyone at Hofstra University. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. That's Let's Talk PR and More for today. You can find more information about the show and about me at Goldman Communications Group's website, www.goldmanpr.net. 
And if you want to hear the show again, you can listen to the podcast, which is posted on Goldman Communications Group's website, as well as on most podcast sites, including Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. Thank you again for listening. I look forward to talking PR and more with you all again next week.